It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The number one pick in the draft has changed everything for the Orlando Magic. It's time once again to take a step back. And look at the offseason as a whole as the Orlando Magic await their decision on draft night. It's time for a Monday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 23rd, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to kind of take another look at the offseason as a whole. Now that we know that the Orlando Magic have the first overall pick, what does this mean for some of the big decisions the Magic have for the offseason? And what options lay ahead for this team? We'll get into some of the 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 kind of broader details of what's in store for the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I, I've been kind of, you know, we're going to get into draft profile previews. We're going to talk a lot more about the draft, a lot more about the Magic's options in the draft. I have some fun podcasts planned um, for uh, moving forward as we get closer and closer to the draft. We'll have a good uh, discussion about the draft prospects in a little more detail. Later on this week, we're going to finish up some season recap stuff, but I feel like uh, we want to both focus specifically on the draft and also put this draft in the bigger context of this offseason. And and I think it's really, really interesting and important to know that this first round pick or this first overall pick has really changed a lot of how I think we can view this Magic's offseason. So there's three points I want to make about this. The first will be about the big decisions the Magic have to face. Um, specifically when it comes to Mobamba and perhaps a little bit with Terrence Ross. We'll talk about that, I think, second. Uh, I'm doing my deadly do-right trick here. Uh, first is obviously the salary cap implications and, and what we'll actually talk about Mobamba, Terrence Ross first because that's kind of the big uh, off-season uh, debate before we got to the draft. 
Um, second, we'll talk about the free agent opportunities and where the Magic stand cap-wise. And third, we'll talk about just kind of general team building and the direction this team wants to go. So let's let's dive right in. Um, obviously, there, there, there's some truths that we understood before we even got to this draft pick, before we even got to the offseason. The first is the Magic are an incredibly young team, um, which means they have a significant amount of cap space. Um, Jonathan Isaac uh, is uh, has a seventeen million dollar contract. He is currently um, with no other signings done, the highest paid player on the team, and his salary has been guaranteed. I think it's what sixteen point four million dollars, sixteen point two million dollars, sixteen million dollars, something like that, um, for the start of the season. So again, his his contract, the, the guarantee amounts have adjusted. Um, those are permanent uh, from from everything that I've read and understood. Talking with uh, you know, uh, listening to, to to my pal Keith Smith on his show, um, he apparently the contract is is all non guaranteed now. Um, the guarantee date being uh, January 10th of each year is when those contracts do get guaranteed. That's the standard guarantee date. Devin Kennedy, Mo Wagner's contracts are are fully non guaranteed until that date. Once you hit that date, all contracts become fully guaranteed. Just nothing you can do about that. Um, so that, but that gives you a picture of where the Magic stand financially. They're one of the few teams this year that will have a significant amount of cap space to spend. Who they should spend it on, how they can spend it, we'll get to that in the second segment of the show. Um, but Orlando entered this offseason knowing that A, they would have this draft pick, and it, it, more likely than not, it would be the most significant um, asset, most significant addition to the roster. Um, they knew they would have a ton of cap room to play with. But there were still big decisions on the roster. I know I previewed this. Uh, last week about how there is just this huge roster crunch on the team, uh, how the Magic are going to have to make some decisions on guys sooner rather than later. Um, it, it's 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 all in there. It's all part of this equation for the team. But there's also still a lot more for this team to do, and there's still a lot of weighty decisions for them to make um, to keep that cap flexibility and, and to keep this roster intact. In Obviously, one that we've talked about a lot, and, and it's not clear where things stand on this, but the big one is obviously Terrence. You know, there's two big decisions really facing the team. Um, we'll talk briefly about the first one. We've talked a lot about it. Terrence Ross. Uh, Terrence Ross has, a, a, at least by his account, um, kind of told Magic Management that he would like to find a new home. Um, and, and I think it's, I don't think it's a trade request per se, um, but there's always been an understanding, I think, with the Magic. There's always been an understanding with um, this front office that, Hey, we're going to take care of you. Um, and, and you know, certainly it feels like the Magic have held on to Ross a little too long. Um, not that they were too loyal, not anything like that. They never got the deal they wanted from him. They still found value in him that they weren't getting back in return for, from trades. Um, and, and so the Magic have held on to Ross. And, and knowing this Magic front office, they will try again to, to move him and probably look to move him at some point this offseason. Um, I, I would think that they would happen. At the draft, um, you know, the ideas that I have been popping around is trying to package Terrence Ross in one of the second-round picks, if not both of the second-round picks, and back into the first round. Not a lot of players I like at the end of this first round that I think are, are good trade trade up cap candidates. But, hey, whoever you're going to pick at 32, uh, you know, again, the only difference is between the second-round pick and the first-round pick is the four-year is the four year guaranteed co- or the three-year guaranteed contract, uh, or the two-year guaranteed contract with two more option years. Um, the magic right now, money is not really an object. So, you know, perhaps there is a player the magic are thinking about. They want to make sure they get, they always said they wanted a first round pick for Terrence Ross. I, I don't see a reason to come off that quite yet. Again, that price may, may decrease as we go along. 
Um, that's still in play, and obviously there's still a lot of moves that need to be made there. Um, of course, to trade Terrence Ross, you have to take in some money back. So, uh, again, $12.5 million. It's, that's already on the books. It's not going to affect the Magic Scott room. Um, the bigger decision, kind of the bigger debate, debated decision, is what to do with Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba will become a restricted free agent this offseason, which means if the Magic give him the qualifying offer, I believe the qualifying offer is like $10 million, um, if the Magic extend the qualifying offer to him, they will have the right to match any contract that he receives. Now, I, I certainly during the season, I previewed or I I suggested that you know perhaps Mo having a good season this year will try and roll that over, and perhaps the Magic want him to roll that over. They want to kick that can down the road one more one more year, um, and try and sign him to uh, that qualifying offer, kind of make good last chance year for for Mo Bamba. Um, I, I don't think that's the worst decision. I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Um, I don't think that's such a crazy thought for this team to have at this, uh, at least while we were in the season, um, to, to kind of make that kind of a deal or, or to hope for that kind of a deal. Um, it's not particularly clear what Moe's market is going to be. Um, there are I've, I've read plenty of teams, uh, certainly other fan sites, other blogs, who have suggested that Mo Bamba would be a good player to pursue, whether, you know, ranging from the Dallas Mavericks to the Los Angeles Lakers to the New York Knicks to the, to the Detroit Pistons. There's going to be a market for Mo Bamba. Um, the question is, again, how much is he going to command? Um, the other part is, now that market seems to be picking up some steam. Um, if you ask me, it, it does feel like there are more teams that are getting in on Mo Bamba because... Now that the Magic have the first overall pick, it doesn't look like the Magic are going to have room for Bo Bamba or want to spend the kind of money it's going to take to retain Bamba and his services. Um, Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, is kind of the first to kind of, I wouldn't say break this news, but the first to kind of comment on this. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, news, quote-unquote, news going around right now that's just simply reporters polling other executives. I've not seen anything so far that is directly attributed to the Magic saying what they're thinking or what they're going to do with this pick. Um, we know that this Magic front office does not leak anything. I, I, I truly do not think we're going to know who the Magic are taking first overall until Adam Silver tells everyone who it is. I don't think Woj will get it. Uh, I, you know, maybe Woj will probably get it before our Shams or Woj will get it a little bit before from the agents. But um, I, I really do not think that, that anyone's going to know what the Magic are going to do until very, very close to the NBA draft. I don't think the decision is going to be that clear cut. Um, and, and that's just not how the Magic operate. Um, so everything that I've read that's attributed, you know, thoughts to the Magic have been sort of a poll of executives, of other executives. You know, again, it's it's not particularly clear what the connection is to the Magic or how reliable our sources would be. But there, there does seem to be a kernel of truth to some of them, or at least a kernel of, you know, rationality to it. According to Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, a lot of executives seem to believe that Mo Bamba is going to find a new home this offseason, that the fact that the Magic will have the choice of Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, and Chet Holmgren, they're now a little bit loaded in the front court. Chet Holmgren obviously would be a direct replacement for Mo Bamba, but if the Magic draft Jabari Smith or Paolo Bancaro, they got to start them at forward. They've got Jonathan Isaac, they got Chumo Kiki, they got Franz Wagner. All of a sudden, your front court is very, very loaded. Um, there isn't going to be much room for Mo Bamba. Having said that, I still think backup center is a critical need for the Orlando Magic this offseason, whether they re-sign Mo Bamba, whether they draft a center later in the first round. There's a couple centers that I kind of like later, later in the first round, early in the second round, um, or find one in free agency, which would be my preference, was spend a little free agent money 
on a backup center. Uh, I do think the Magic need to add to their center depth a little bit. So I don't think that the draft pick necessarily precludes the Magic from adding another big uh, in the offseason. But do you really need to add Mo Bamba at $10, $11 million per year for four years or three years or whatever it is going to end up being? Um, is that the direction the Magic want to go? And, and I do think that there is some rationality to say, no, that's that's not a, a smart play. That's not a smart use of resources. That's not a smart use of money. Um, the Magic should probably go and move on in a different direction. That is a, a big way that getting the first overall pick has kind of changed the Magic's offseason. I would have put the odds that the Magic keeping Mo Bamba um, in April at the end of the season at 50-50. Um, you know, I, th- I like the steps that Mo took this this year. Um, he, he really looked comfortable, really looked like he kind of got his footing. I, I'm excited to see what he does with an offseason to improve um, and, and the expectation that he will be a, a starter or a starter-level player again next year. But um, I also understood that the Magic kind of don't need to spend that kind of money. They can't be locked into a roster that won 22 games. They, they do need to start improving and start looking to get better. Um, and one way to do that might be to shed some young players who haven't lived up to their billing, haven't lived up to their expectations, and, and certainly Mo is one of them and you hope that he gets to a good situation and proves everyone wrong and all that's all that stuff too. Um, so in that way, the first overall pick getting the first pick has kind of pushed Bamba out. You know, I would, I would say the odds of Bamba returning are very slim, maybe, you know, one in four, maybe a 25% chance that he'll be back. Um, I, I think that he is very, very likely to be moving on from Orlando. Let's let's dive into some of the free agency picture then, talk a little bit about, about cap space for the Orlando Magic. We'll dive into those cap numbers uh, and where now the Magic sit with the first overall pick in tow, where they could turn to next. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at, I'm trying to blank on the name here, at Sakara. Uh, look, feeling your best starts with what you eat. And Sakara helps you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly enjoy it with delicious, plant-rich, transformational nutrition that builds a foundation for living your best body. Now is the time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara gives you the tools you need to transform your life with their organic, ready-to-eat meal delivery program and functional wellness essentials. Their nutritionally designed, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners are made with powerful plant-rich ingredients, helping boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. Plus, it's all delivered right to your door, ready to eat. Sakara's functional, plant-rich wellness essentials help you create a body you love living in from their best metabolism super powder, to the foundation, the daily supplement packs. Sakara's products are designed to support your wellness goals anytime, anywhere. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20, or when they enter locked on tw- enter code locked on 20 at checkout. Again, that's sakara, S A K A R A.com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order. Again, sakara.com slash. Locked On 20. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So obviously, you know, we had those big questions kind of hanging around, you know, what to do with Terrence Ross, what to do with Mobamba, and those will continue on into July and into the offseason. So, you know, we'll see what the Magic end up doing on draft night. That's a big night, obviously, for Orlando. A lot of these offseason questions and what the Magic are going to do, they're still hanging around. They're not going anywhere. But we do need to start considering that the Magic are in a different world now. They have the number one pick, and for better or for worse, the number one pick does carry a little bit of cachet with it. It does carry a little bit of prestige. It does carry a little bit of a, a means to be aggressive. You're, you're going to get theoretically the best player in the draft. And, you know, again, while Jeff Waldman has said the Magic are not going to speed anything up, they're not going to go faster than they otherwise would. They're going to still kind of be patient and deliberate and, and intentional with what they do. Look, the Magic now have some doors open to them that they wouldn't otherwise have opened. When you have the number one pick, there's prestige to being number one the pick, uh, to being the number one pick. Unless uh, unless one of these players just absolutely does not want to be in Orlando and just makes it abundantly clear by not working out for Orlando, they're going to want to be the number one pick. They're going to want to work out in Orlando. They're going to want to check out this place. You know, the Magic are getting ready to open their new practice facility. It's you know, Jeff Wellman said it's about a month away from being open, um, so probably not going to be able to conduct the workout in there yet. But shoot, if I'm Jeff Weltman, I'm inviting everyone down, each individual player. I'm personally giving them a tour of where they're going to work out and showing off the new toy that this Magic team is going to have. It's going to be a tool that the Magic are going to use in free agency very, very shortly as well. And and the Magic have, have said that that's what they hope to do. But... What are the Magic's actual cap ramifications? Where where do the Magic actually sit cap-wise? And, and, and this is really kind of the interesting part for Orlando and the interesting part for this, this offseason and, and where this offseason could get really, really interesting. The Magic currently have $79 million to $8 million guaranteed for next season. That counts only the $16 million now guaranteed in Isaac's contract. That would jump up to 17.2, I think. So, you know, we're our, my math here, give or take a couple million dollars. Orlando will add an additional $9.1 million in a cap hold for their first pick. So again, so that's what, an $88.9 million um, in kind of guaranteed set-aside salary for next season for the Orlando Magic. Again, that's not a whole lot. The the salary cap for the 2023 season um, is set at $122 million, or it's set to be set at $122 million. Um, That gives Orlando... Roughly $33.1 million in cap space to spend. Now, I'm not counting in that number. Um, I believe I didn't count in that number. Mo Wagner and Devin Kennedy's contracts are making about $1 million. So let's just assume here for now 
Um, and then, of course, Isaac's number. So the Magic are going to be bumping up around $30 million of available cap room this offseason. They're one of the few teams that actually do have some cap room to spend this offseason. Detroit's one. Um, I believe Portland might have some money to spend, too. Um, essentially, this is not a good free agent class. You got Zach Levine. You got DeAndre Ayton. You got Miles Bridges. Those are your big three free agents. Uh, James uh, James Harden is a free agent, but he's expected to resign with Philadelphia. Um, Tyree Irving, I believe, has a player option. There are, there are not a lot of great free agents this offseason. This is not a strong free agent class. But the Magic are one of the few teams that do have max cap space. Um, entering this offseason before the draft lottery, I would have told you the best way for the Magic to use this draft, use that draft capital is as a facilitator in trades. We are willing to take on your bad contract. We're willing to eat some money, hopefully with a player who can play. You know, I don't know who it would be, but hopefully a player who can play and contribute a little bit for us. Um, we're willing to eat that salary to help you make your deal, give us some future assets, kick us a first-round pick, kick us you know, a, a second-round pick, kick us a young player that you aren't going to use. Those are the kind of deals I expected the Magic to be involved in. That was before the Magic had the first overall pick. Now the mag, now you know I I think it's fair to say that having the first overall pick raises the expectation. It raises the bar. You expect to see this team compete a little bit better because the quality of the player they're expected to get in the draft and, and his ability to contribute fairly quickly, even if it's Chad Holmgren who is considered a little bit more of a project, he should be able to contribute something pretty quickly. That bar raises. Everything raises. The whole bar raises for this team now. Uh, and so now you're looking at a team that you know, maybe could be a little bit more aggressive with what they want to do. Now, again, I, I really do think that there's something to developing slowly, to making sure your team is is on the right foot. I, I don't think you push a lot of chips in the table. I don't think you tie up your finances or your books um, with big contracts unless you know you're ready to compete. You know, the last thing you want to do is be stuck with a bunch of bad contracts and not ready to compete and not winning games. You don't want to be paying the luxury tax and losing basketball games. Um, but, you know, how close are is Orlando? We really like Wendell Carter. We really like Franz Wagner. Markel Fultz looks really good. Jalen Suggs looked pretty, had some solid moments, but obviously he's a rookie, you're going to have to grow, and you can grow him into a role. You don't know what we're getting out of Jonathan Isaac. Cole Anthony, we got to see how he, how he fits into a six-man role or whether he'll end up being a starter in some capacity. Um, we don't know what the Magic want to do with Gary Harris. That's going to be a big, big part of the offseason as well, a big decision for the offseason. That's probably more of a decision for Gary about where he wants to go and, and what he wants out of his career. Um, I, you know, honestly, like, I didn't think the Magic would be super aggressive this offseason, but honestly, if I'm Orlando, uh, I do put in a call to Zach Levine's reps and say, hey, let's talk. Let's just talk. You know, let's see where this goes. Um, we got the money, you know, he's getting a max deal no matter where he goes. And we can debate on another day when we're talking about free agents a little more specifically, whether it's worth it to give a max contract to Zach Levine. Uh, I agree. The knee issues are a concern. It doesn't really fit the team's defensive mentality. I think Levine is probably looking for uh, a truer contender. If he's going to leave the bulls who are a pretty good team as they are, despite some, some flaws they have um, for sure. I, I'm not sitting here saying that, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, the Magic should go, should do everything they can to get those guys, or that that's even the right decision. What I am saying is, now that you know you have the first pick, 
Um, now that you know, you know, you can look, you can truly look at your roster and say, can we push this a little bit faster? Can we get in on one of these guys? Can we go make a play for a big free agent? And yes, make the playoffs next year. Speed things up a little bit. Really test, test, and uh, test the pressure points of this roster and figure out, okay, what do we actually need to do to win? Now, obviously, that would take a, a, a big time free agent having some faith. I don't think I would do it for Miles Bridges. I don't think I'd do it for DeAndre Ayton. Zach Levine's a more proven commodity. And, and again, if he'd buy into this and, and and be willing to stick it out for, for a year while this team kind of grows up a little bit, then that's certainly a path that this team could go on. That this this path that a team a path that this team could walk. I'm not again, I'm not here to say that that's what this team should do. I absolutely think the manager should put in calls. They should get the meeting. They should see what's what. You know, again, he's getting a max. So, you know, if they're not comfortable giving him the max, don't don't bring him in. But there's a the magic have the ability to be aggressive here. And now that they have the first pick, now that, that that's an attraction. That's an attractive player for a team for someone to join. Now, again, I, I think more or less teams got these big name free agents, these big time players, they want to see it on the floor first. A, you know, first uh, first overall pick is nice. Um, but it's not going to win them championships. And a lot of these free agents that move teams are trying to win championships. You don't want the guys that are just trying to get their big paycheck. You want guys that actually want to compete for a championship. And, and so I do think that there, there is a, a question there. And, and, and that's that's kind of the big if for the Magic this offseason. So we'll kind of talk about where the Magic are to close the show and talk a little bit about uh, how the Magic get to that next level of free agent because they clearly have the capability of, of going after them, but perhaps they're just not ready for it yet. We'll get to that coming up here just a moment. Quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year, this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL features. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, you know, obviously the Magic have this capability. Um, they have the tools to be really aggressive, to be major players this offseason. And, and honestly, getting the first overall pick, winning the NBA draft lottery, it, it it by definition feels like it pushes this team forward a little bit. Now, like there's positive momentum. I can see the traffic numbers. People are interested in this team again. And it's not just not just that, it's they're about to get a really good player. Um, you know, this isn't considered a super strong draft overall. They're still going to get a really good player and a player who's going to contribute in a very meaningful way to this to this franchise and to this team's future. And, and really, I think the big question the Magic 
have to answer is how soon are they going to be ready to really make noise? Um, you know, again, I, I think I've said this before. I'll repeat it here. The goal for the 2023 season, it's not necessarily to make the play in tournament. It's not necessarily to make the playoffs. It's really to, to, to more carefully and clearly define who is important on this team and more care, more carefully and clearly define what kind of team this is going to be. The Magic 100% need to take a significant step forward wins-wise. Um, 22 wins, being uh, the worst team in the league, ain't going to cut it next year. We're done tanking. We tanked for the number one pick. We got the number one pick. Let's move forward. Let's set the expectation down that we're here to win basketball games. Let's set the expectation down that we are here to be a force in the Eastern Conference, to be a, a growing force. It's obviously going to take time to get there, and there's, gonna be, there's still some moves that need to be made to get there as well. Um, let's make it very clear what the intentions of this team are. That's what this season is really about. The question is, does that mean you make those moves now? Um, look, you don't have to make the all-in move. I, I wouldn't trade a lot of future assets. I'd still hedge my bets a little bit. Um, but, you know, you do want to start setting this team up and start forming this team into what you want it to become. You need to really begin to, to push this team in a direction, in a clearer direction, uh, and in a direction that's going to help them win down the road. Um, that does mean making smart decisions. It does mean making smart draft picks. It means picking the right guys to really build around. That's what this season is about. With a lot of young guys, I think it's fair to give a young group the chance to show it on the floor. We don't have all the information. We don't have all the data and, and all the points of information that we need to say, okay, this is the direction this team needs to go. We got to see how players adjust and grow, especially within Jamal Mosley's system. So, you know, I don't think the Magic need to be in fire sale mode. They're certainly not in panic mode. Every move should have some intention, should have some purpose. You know, again, I'm just using the Zach Levine thing as a for instance. Um, but, you know, again, that gives the Magic a true score. The best score the Magic would have since Tracy McGrady. That makes them a playoff team just on its face. And, and, and you have to then understand, okay, are, are, if you're going to make that move, are our young guys, is Franz Wagner, is our first overall pick, is Markel Fultz, are they ready to take the step up that Zach Levine is going to force them to make? To, to give him the support to make this team not just a playoff team, but a, a team that is growing into contention. If the Magic believe that, they should be as aggressive as they need to be to push this team forward. There's no reason to wait. If you're not, if you're not moving forward, you're falling behind in this league. If they don't believe that, then you know don't spend the money on it. Obviously, don't force things. Give this team the chance to develop and grow exactly as you want. What's really liberating about having the first overall pick is all the doors are open. Every opportunity, the Magic have done a great job clearing their books. They've done a great job creating this financial flexibility. Everything is open for them to do. Everything is open. Every opportunity is there for them. Now, obviously, there's going to be chess boards. There's going to be some dominoes that fall. There's going to be some things that happen that they got to account for, and they got to still build a cogent roster this year. So they can't just roll over that $30 million of cap room. They do need to spend some of it. And I do think the Magic need to 
spend maybe not a significant portion of it, but they do need to to put the money down and make this team as good as it can be. You know, a 35 win season it would be a pretty good step forward. You know, obviously I'd love you'd love to see it bump up to 40, but you know, you win 35 games, you're you're in the play and tournament conversation past the all-star break. That's a good step for a young team like this. Um, you know, you hope that someone breaks out. You hope your rookie uh wins rookie of the year or is in the rookie of the year running or is, is that good. Um, you hope for all of that. Um, but again, you hedge your bets a little bit. The Magic have every opportunity in front of them. And that's what's so exciting about this offseason. Um, you know, having the first pick gives them the world. It gives them everything. It opens so many doors for them, just not from the prospects that they could draft now. But yeah, I do think free agents will look at this team a little bit differently or will be willing to take a chance on this team in some respect. Um, which free agents? Probably not the top-end guys. Probably not the guys like Zach Levine. There's got to be some mid-tier free agent or some mid-level or even like a Gary Harris who's willing to stick it out and say, I believe in this team. I want to help them grow. I want to help them achieve their goals. Obviously, you know, the Magic do have to find that first guy. Um, and at some point, they're going to have to make an all-in trade or they're going to have to push some chips into the table and take a risk, which has always been, you know, something that Jeff Weltman's been criticized a little bit for beyond just tearing the whole team down. It's easy to tear teams down. Um, but... The only way to do that, the only way to convince these star players to come is to win. Is to prove that you can win first. If you do that, then again, anything's possible. The first pick intrigues. It sets a really nice table that was already really well set. But now comes the next step. Now comes the next part. And that part is not always that easy. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Or find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked on NBA podcast. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On Experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight analysis affecting all 30 teams. Check it out today at the Locked On NBA podcast. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.